Welcome to the Hour of Excellence Studio Presley, featuring outstanding dignitaries, superlatives, who can provide information to the listening audience so that it will extend their knowledge. Today we have a very, very important presentation, one that has been requested by many people. This year is an important year for a lot of people because it's voting. And I have been given so many requests to have this wonderful lady on, and I was able to work into her busy schedule. So I am so proud and so honored to introduce a young lady who has been heavily, heavily requested, Mrs. Tommy S. Brown, our wonderful supervisor election, Columbia County. And we are so happy to have us have her with us today. At this time, Mrs. Brown, will you please introduce yourself in any special way you choose to do it? You can talk about your family. So you have bragging rights at this time. So we, at this time, the microphone is yours. Well, good morning, Ms. Presley, and thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to come on and share um, information about the upcoming elections this year. Um, I am um, a lifelong resident of Columbia County and uh, been married to a, the most wonderful man that God has given me named Bruce for 42 years. April will be 42 years for us. I've got two beautiful daughters, and it's given me five wonderful grandsons. Uh, boys, something I've never had, so it, that, that's been interesting, um, enjoying these boys. They're so different from girls growing up. Uh, I went and attended Columbia High School here in Lake City, Lake City Community College, member of the Hopeful Baptist Church here, and uh, I've been serving as the Assistant Supervisor of Elections up until 2021. I began working in the office in 2012, and oh, actually 2010, I'm sorry, and um, was Assistant Supervisor in 2013 up until 2020, and then 2021 as supervisor of elections, SOE, that's how, that's how we call ourselves here in the state of Florida. We refer to ourselves as the SOEs. And um, I've earned my master's Florida certification um, as an elected professional <clears throat> um, in the past 10 years. So um, I am very excited about sharing with you, and I'm sure you have plenty of questions for me. Um, we'll just oh, kind of yeah. go from here. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> Well, thank you very, very much. And I'd like to apologize for my throat issue, but anyway, I'm a survivor. I'll get through it. We're so happy to have you. So any information that you can share with us, anything, because everybody's excited about this year, 2024. So you have, there's no time limit on what you need to do today. You set your own time limit because we're honored to have you. We're honored that you took time from your busy schedule to be with us. At this time, Mrs. Brown, will you tell us what are the election dates for 2024? Okay. Um, 2024 is a presidential year, so we have three elections um, coming up. We have the presidential preference primary election. Um, that's going to be held in March. Um, we actually have um, early voting in Columbia County, which is um, eight days prior to the election. We will have uh, a session of early voting. 
um, from March 9th to March 16th. And we have two early voting sites in Columbia County. We have one here at the main office on, um, um, what's the name of the road we're on? I completely lost my train of thought. That's you, you're doing good because you have, you're Duval. doing good. <laughs> Duval, that's all. That's all. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, we're on Duval. And, um, at the main office, it used to be the old division hospital. So we're, we've been here in this office for quite some time. We also have an office in Fort White at the community center there. So both of those locations will be hosting uh, early voting. Um, in Columbia County here and like at the, the main office, it'll be from 8.30 in the morning to 6 o'clock in the afternoons. This is going to be from a Saturday to Saturday. So this gives everybody the opportunity to come on the weekend if you cannot make it. Um, you know, during the week, uh, due to, you know, people sometimes don't get off a work in time to be able to come by the office. Um, but we will definitely be open from a, uh, two Saturdays and one Sunday. So um, we love the Sundays. We hope that we get a lot of um, people coming in, souls to the polls is what they call it. And so we're going to have them coming in on Sunday. So we hopefully we'll have a good turnout that, that day. Um, but Election Day for March is going to be the 19th, March 19th is Election Day. Um, <clears throat> so we want to make sure everybody's aware that this election in March is called the Presidential Preference Primary. Um, however, um, this particular election, and this is really important, I want everybody to be aware that um, there is only going to be one race on the ballot for this election is going to be a Republican race. The Democrat Party, the nominee, has already been decided, so there will not be a Democrat race on this ballot. So I just want to make that very clear that everyone knows, because um, I'm sure we're going to have a lot of questions, people coming in and, and don't understand why there's not a ballot available, available for them if they are NPAs or if they are a Democrat. Um, so there is not a race for this particular election and, and those parties. Only Republicans will vote this particular Oh, okay, election. then. I'm glad you made that clear. Only Republicans will vote. That's oh, correct. Okay. Okay. And then who, who uh, can register? Did you just say that? Who can register? Anybody can register to vote. Um, if you are 16... Of years of age, you can pre-register, and you can actually do this here at the office, online, or at the DMV. Um, we also um, have an online registration source that you can do. Um, of course, 18 years old and older, you can, you're eligible to vote. And so, but something that I would like everybody to understand is that in Florida, we have the book closing date, which is 29 days prior to every election day. Um, so if you need to change your party or you need to register to vote, those two things have to be done before book closing date. The book closing date for the, the presidential preference primary is February the 20th. That's the February last day you can register. Yes, ma'am. That's the last day you can register, which is, um, uh, what, three weeks away? Three oh, weeks okay, away. I don't have my, I don't have my calendar in front of me, but it sounds like it. Uh -huh. Yes, yeah. three weeks away, um, and that's going to be the deadline. So, if you need or anybody out there needs to register to vote or change your party, please get in here within the next three weeks. 
to do so. Also, um, on Election Day, I just wanted to make sure that everyone knows that the polls will definitely be open. You have to vote on Election Day at your polls. You can't come to the early voting sites to vote unless your polling location is located at one of those. And our time is definitely from 7 to 7, not 7.01. At 7 o'clock, we close the polls, uh, 7 p.m. They are shut down, so... If everybody would make an effort to at least get to the polls before 7 p.m. And if you have a vote-by-mail ballot, those vote-by-mail ballots also have to be returned before 7 p.m. Very good, very good. Now, Mrs. Brown, suppose someone would like to volunteer to have maybe a voter registration drive, maybe at their church or somewhere at some public place here in Columbia County. Is that permissible? If so, what would be the procedure? You know, suppose I want to have voter registration at the corner of this this street and that street, uh, if I want to have it at a particular church, if I want to do that. Is that permissible? If so, what would be my procedure in, in getting that authorization? Okay. Order, in order to hold your own voter registration drive, you have to have uh, permission from the state and, and qualify for a third-party um, number from the state. You have to be a register as a third-party organization in order to collect vote by, um, registration forms. Um, so that would be something that would be necessary. Please don't collect registration forms from anybody and bring them up to our office. That is illegal. So unless you are registered with the state of Florida as a third-party organization. Um, so if you want to have one, you can always contact our office. If you don't want to register as a third-party organization, we'll be glad to hold registration drives for everybody that's interested in having a registration drive. Um, we will be at Olusti this year, so if you're in the area for the, you know, during the Olusti Festival, we will be there set up to collect voter registration forms as well. Um, but, yes, ma'am, you can do it if you register as a third-party organization with the state of Florida. Very good, very good. Now, you can now, pass out you can pass out registration forms, but you cannot collect them um, and bring them to my office. If you pass them out, have the voter go ahead and fill them out, either mail that form to us or they can drop it off at our office. Okay. Suppose there's someone in your neighborhood and you think that they're disabled, you know, a senior citizen who cannot drive themselves to the poll or something like that or to your office, could you collect theirs and bring it to you? The voter registration application? Is that what yes. you're referring to? No, ma'am. Yeah. No, ma'am. It has okay. to be mailed. It has to be mailed to us. Just have that person mail it to us. Okay. Very good. Very good. Well, thank you for elaborating on that. Thank yes, you. Yes. Now, anything else you would like to add, please feel free to do it because we are, we are open for knowledge because we know okay. knowledge is power. Yes. Now, yes, did you cover this? Oh, go, go on. Yes, ma'am. I would love to share, though, um, there is an online, um, and I may have already said this, but there there is a, it's worth repeating, there is a way to register to vote on our website. Um, you know, if someone does not have the ability to be able for transportation um, to get to our office, um, you can actually even call our office. If you don't have a registration uh, or a, a computer, we can mail that registration form to you. 
um, if somebody is is homebound and they can't get out, um, if they'll call me, um, I personally will come and, and do what I can to assist that person in getting their registration form back to this office. So you make home visitation? I will, you definitely, a... I will definitely do my best. Yes, ma'am. Oh, wow. That is great. Yes, ma'am. That yes, is ma'am. so wonderful. I did not know that... Uh, that uh, our supervisor of relations would do that, but I guess you are truly someone special, so you do you would do a lot of things to help us because that is who you are. And yes, I thank you very much. Thank yes, you. Yeah, okay. I, I Anything do, else yes, you need to Oh, go on. Yes, ma'am. That particular person, I would, you know, have them fill out a form saying that they give me permission to do so and um, just, you know, have them sign that for me, but um, we will assist anybody that does not have transportation and and assist in the best way we can. Very good. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Now I don't. You might have uh, said this, but uh, I, how can I request a vote by mail ballot? You probably have already said it because you've given us so many good, so much good information so far. So did you cover that? How can I request a vote by mail ballot? Yes, ma'am. Um, vote-by-mail ballots can be requested over the phone. However, if you call uh, to request, we need either a driver's license number or we need the last four digits of your Social Security to verify who we are talking to because we want to make sure you're the right person requesting the ballot. Um, that way nobody can call up and fraudulently request a ballot and have it sent um, somewhere else. So we verify who's on the phone. Um, when you call to make that request. Also, you can go online and make that request as well. Very good. Now, you can just go ahead and give us information because the question that I'm asking, you'll probably uh, in, include it in whatever you have to tell us. So we're just going to open our ears and listen to all of the good information. So anything you want to say, okay. the microphone is still yours. Okay, uh, let me just make sure I have covered the important points. Um, the election dates, again, are going to be February uh, for early voting, uh, March 9th to March 16th, with election day will be held on the 19th. Um, the early voting sites are here in Lake City and one in Fort White. Um, the book closing date, which is really important, is going to be February the 20th. Um, anybody that wants to register, as, least, as, as long as you're 18 years old and older, you can register to vote and vote in this um, election in March, as long as you're eligible. Um, if you're 16 years old, please go ahead and pre-register. Um, that information that you give us is held confidential until you turn 18 years old, and that's when we will send a card in the mail. Um, you can register vote online. You can come to our office and register to vote, or if you see us at a registration drive. Um, if you're not, con- this is something I feel like is very, very important. Um, if someone is hosting a registration drive and you do not know these people, you do not know who it is, please be very cautious about giving them personal information um, and asking them if they're, make sure that they are registered with the state in order to collect those registration forms because anybody could go out there and and say they're collecting registrations would you like to register to vote and then you're giving them your personal information 
So unless it's our office holding it or somebody that you personally feel comfortable with, uh, I, I discourage people doing that just because of identity theft. I think that's very important. Um, if you're uncomfortable doing that, please get with our office on the website. That way you know you're going to be safe with who you give your information to. Um, let's see. The vote-by-mail ballots, remember, need to be back in our office um, by Election Day at 7 p.m. Um, I encourage everybody to not wait to the last minute to bring those, and certainly don't put it in the mail um, too close to the election. Um, you want to mail out at least two weeks prior to if you're trying to get it back to us. Uh, these days, um, the mail, uh, you never know with the mail system anymore um, how quickly it's going to be running. So we don't want your ballot to come back to our office um, late. You can also um, look to receive a sample ballot in the mail. We're going to be mailing those out in the next week uh, to 10 days. So be aware that you're going to receive in the mail, and, and it's only going to come to re Republican voters. Um, but the sample ballot will be coming out. We have on the sample ballot um, a few things that are very important. There's something there that's highlighted in red that explains that there are candidates who will, will have dropped out of the race. However, at a point, you can't remove them from the ballot because ballots have already been printed. So, um, and these and candidates can drop out at any time. So please visit the Division of Elections website um, for the state of Florida. You can receive more information on the individuals that may have dropped out. Um, I'm I'm limited as what I can say or and and tell you as to who, um, because technically I really don't know from day to day if they're going to jump back in. So um, if you want more information on that, tell um, everybody to please visit the Division of Elections website. Um, you can also help. If you're interested in working at the polls, um, please give us a contact. We have no volunteers here. We pay everyone that comes in and helps. We're very inter interested in diversity up here at the elections office. Um, we also are very interested in anybody that may be bilingual. Um, we're very interested. So we that way we can reach out to everybody. Um, and also for more information regarding any questions you have on um, the election, you can visit www.votecolumbiafl.gov. Let me say that one more time. It's www.votecolumbiafl.gov. There's a lot of information available on our website. Um, we actually have now a widget on our, well, our website. It's Text Columbia County, SOE, which stands for Supervisor of Elections, to find information. So you can actually go on your telephone now and dial this number, which is 386-361-3633, and you can text hi to that number. We will respond. You have a question, you can type that question in. Sometimes that will provide you an answer immediately. If not, it will direct you to a portion of our website that will answer that question for you. So that's a wonderful new feature that we are offering now. Um, also, we will be sending out certain phone alerts regarding certain elections and information regarding elections on through your cell phones. So if you get an alert from this office, um, it is legitimate. Please check it out. Um, there will be valuable information 
on those texts that go out. We also have two other elections coming up in 2024. We have the 2024 primary election that's going to be held August the 20th at um, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Election day, your, your times are always from 7 to 7. That's, that is set. So that is something that you just want to file away and so that you'll remember um, if you go to the polls on election day. Um, we also will have early voting from August 10th to August 17th. Um, the times for that will be 8.30 to 6 p.m. And then we also have the general election. This is going to be our presidential election. Um, I hope to have a really large turnout. It's going to be held October I mean, I'm sorry, let me get back to that, um, November 5th um, for that particular election day. <clears throat> Book closing is going to be October the 7th. Um, we'll also host 13 days of early voting for that election. And um, there's all this information is located on the uh, website, and it will be also located on your sample ballots that will be going out, and there will also be some advertisement placed in the newspaper. Um, and we're trying to reach everybody that, as, as much as possible. One other thing I'd like to share when you go to the polls, this is super important. Um, over the years, people have always um, marked their ballots in all kinds of different ways. For efficiency in our offices and, and to help elections go smoother, it's important that when you vote for a race that you vote for only one candidate in that race and bubble that oval in. Color it in completely the best you can. And don't make any other marks on your ballot because that slows the lines down for the people that may be behind you because at that point you've got to go through and complete the whole process again because um, your ballots will not read properly at the, the, um, the tabulation box. It will kick it back out and tell you the, what the problem is when you cast that ballot, and then we will, we will direct you and how you can correct that problem. So I just want to make that very clear um, that on your ballot, the only thing you need to mark on your ballot, and please do not put your name on it. We, we sometimes experience that. People want to put their names on it. Your ballot is, is held very, very um, privately and secret. We go to lengthy extents to make sure that your vote is secret. Um, even from ourselves. So in order to do that, don't put your name on the ballot. <laughs> and also, like I said, if you will just bubble that oval in and don't make any other marks on that ballot, that definitely helps us as an elections office to get these votes in and tabulated and out to our voters, your results quicker. So I can't think of anything else at the moment, Ms. Presley, that um, unless you have any other questions you would like to share um, or ask. Well, it's difficult to go behind you, but I think you've covered everything from A to Z. You know, okay. you you covered everything. I was just sitting here enjoying this, and I know the others are enjoying this. But what I, you were saying about 16-year-olds, you know, you wanted them to uh, register or, or do something. So um, someone could qualify for the general election, but they do not qualify for the um, maybe primary, right? You know, like if you if if you have the age, I might not be asking the correct, or you know more about the choice of words. If a student, if a student uh, 
does not qualify for the uh, primary as far as the age is concerned. And if he advances in age, and uh, but he can he can qualify and vote in a general election. Is that right? Sure. Yes, ma'am. Oh, okay. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes, ma'am. He can. Um, as long as they're 18 years old, they can their vote and their vote will count. Violation. Oh, okay. Yes, ma'am. Okay. In order for you to be a candidate for a particular office, what is the minimum age? Is there a minimum age? I believe it's 18 years old as well, um, but I'm not real clear on that. I've never had that question posed to me before, but I'm pretty sure it's 18 years old. Um, it may also be that a particular, the office that they're seeking um, may have a age limit on it as well. So some of that I would know, some that I wouldn't, especially if it's like a municipality. Um, it may be in the county charter or even the city's um, municode um, that states it. I, that would be something I'd have to research. Okay, but you're doing a good job, so if you don't find that answer you've done, you the information you've given us, it would just cover up for that. Now, yes, ma'am. And I, I know I've given you, I'm so sorry. I know I've given you so much information, but all of this can be found on our website, too, if somebody um, needs to know anything or didn't hear um, everything I explained, they can visit the website and it will it will tell you what you're looking for. Very good. But Mrs. Brown, I don't know if most people like I am, if I hear it, it has more of an impact on me than reading it because I might fall asleep in the middle of reading it. So they're gonna get more more of more about this listening to you rather than rather than going on the website because you have a pleasant voice and everything and people are giving you their undivided attention. So you tell us to go on the website. Some of us might not even go on there, but they're waiting for you to tell us everything. Yes, now I've heard of qualifying fee, of qualifying fees. What determine the qualified fees or fee for a particular um, office? The qualifying fee is a percentage of the voters for that particular jurisdiction uh, for the office that you're running for. Oh. Yes, ma'am. Oh, okay. Yes, ma'am. And so it, it's, it's different every year um, because, you know, the county um, registered voters fluctuates. And then, like, if it's in a county commission, um, let's just say it was um, 6,000 people, there will be a percentage of those 6,000 people that it's calculated by, and that will set your um, qualifying fee for that particular jurisdiction. Oh, okay, then. So for a particular office, you could have more than one person satisfying the, the qualifying fee? Yes, ma'am. Okay. If somebody does not want to qualify by petition and they want to register or uh, file to run for office, they can do that um, by paying the qualifying fee. Doesn't mean that that person is going to particularly win that election. It's just that in order to qualify to be on the ballot, there is a fee required if you do not file and run by petition. Okay. So... Let me see if I understand it. When you, in order for them to get the qualifying fee, they have to get so many signatures, right? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. They don't oh, have that's to. Not in? No, ma'am. They don't have to collect. If they're if they're going to qualify by fee alone, um, they just have to come in and fill out the paperwork and then pay the fee. Now, if they okay, don't no. want to pay that fee, 
then they have to qualify by petition. Yeah. Okay. I didn't ask the the um. I didn't I didn't phrase the question correctly, but you went back and read my mind, and you answered the question that I was trying to get out. You're doing such a good job, and I'm trying to keep up with you, and I'm just wanting to pull in as many questions as I can. So you answered that, but I did not I did not put it in the right terminology. But you read my mind, and you answered what I was asking. So yes, so if by petition, now if if the two of us were running maybe for um um the most wonderful um mother in the in the world. Now, if I get someone to say that to sign it that I'm the most wonderful this is a petition, that same person could not sign yours, right? Yes, ma'am, they can. They can yes, or cannot? You can, yes, ma'am. If you've got Ten people running for a particular office. Let's just say if somebody's interested in running for the best mother in the world, and there's ten <laughs> in there, and if you got if you're going out to collect petitions, that person signing that petition can sign every one of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, I'm glad you. I'm probably the only one in Columbia County did not know that, and I thank you. I thought once you get once you sign a petition. You cannot sign for anybody else. Oh, oh but you can sign. Oh, okay, then you thank you. Sign, yes, ma'am. You can sign multiple petitions for any candidate that's running for anything. The 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 one thing is, is like, for instance, like, let's just say somebody's running for um, county commission five. So in that particular area over there, um, that person that's collecting petitions can only con- collect petitions from people that live in that jurisdiction. In other words, it's not a countywide race, so they have to collect petitions for that particular county commission five district only. Now, if it's a county race, um, let's just say for tax collector, um, that particular person can collect petitions all over the county. As long as you're a registered voter and in Columbia County, you can sign a petition for um, that particular office. But if it's uh, district one, that person has to collect petitions only out of district one. Um, if it's a um, if they're running for a race in that district, does that make sense? Oh yes, that's crystal okay. clear. That's crystal clear. Okay. But 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 you can only sign also, one time per candidate. Okay. All right. Very good. Wow. Yeah. You are so, filling my head. I don't know if everybody's head is filled like mine, yeah. but you've given me a lot of knowledge, and I, it's not about me. It's your telling. All of us in Columbia County, so we can be more excited, excited about voting this year because you have motivated us to vote. Well, I because hope I so. know, yeah, you motivated us to vote. Yes, and you motivated the ones who are not uh, registered. I think you motivated them to go and register because they would like to experience what you have told us about. Yes, ma'am. I know yes, I would ma'am. run down the day and register after I heard you. Yes, you're a motivator. And something else I'd like to share, too, is that and if you have ever in your past, and I know we've all made mistakes in our past, nobody's perfect and all, and especially when in our younger years we've done stupid stuff, um, I'd like to encourage anybody that may have had some kind of a felony conviction of some sort, if you've paid all your fines and you've done any kind of time that was given to you, and all your restorations taken care of, you're, you're eligible to vote under Amendment 4. 
So, um, but when you come in to see us, please bring some information um, letting us know that those fines have been taken care of, and we'll be glad to register you to vote. Wow, I'm glad you said that. Yes, ma'am. Because someone asked me, and I'm not an authority on that, I said, I said, yes, you can, you can, as long as you register, you can vote. And yes, they were thinking about the felony. But I'm glad that you said that openly so everybody will understand now. You know, yeah, and other, anybody can other, be forgiven. Yes, ma'am, they sure can. Um, there are two stipulations that the law um, has put in place. If, if the crime that may have been committed in the past has any kind of sexual crime or a murder, you are not qualified under Amendment 4. Wow. So I just want to make sure that you're not eligible to vote. And so I just want to make that very clear. Um, but if it's any other source um, that you were convicted of other than a sexual crime or murder and your time has been um, completed and your fines have all been paid, um, then you are eligible to vote. But we just ask that when you come see us, if you have paperwork clarifying that, um, that saves time and we're, we'll can get you in the system quicker. Wow, that is great. So that's a forgiveness policy. That That is one. I'm glad you made it clear because we were talking about that the other day. So yes, we heard it from the expert now. So whoever was concerned can go forth with a smile on his or her face. Absolutely. Okay. Gee, anything else? Because you're giving us so much. You're giving yes, us so much. If anybody has any questions regarding how to get the rights restored, please just give us a call. We can direct you in the path you need to take to get to get that taken care of. Because here at our office, our goal is to register you to vote. We want you to vote. Um, However, we want you to be legal, <laughs> so we want to make sure that everybody's doing it the correct way. As long as you're eligible, we want to make sure that your vote gets, you know, you have the opportunity to vote. Okay. Now, what happens, um, Ms. Brown, if someone's signature does not match? Because sometimes after you go through a medical procedure, your signature is not the same as it was previously. Do you ever have a situation like that? If so, how do you handle it? Yes, ma'am. We encourage everybody, first of all, to keep your signature updated with us on a regular basis. Okay. Um, if you know that you have broken your hand and that you can't write, um, please come to our office. Um, we can update a signature card with a signature that we can still verify with. Um, sometimes it's it's just a special mark that person can make, um, and we encourage you to do that with us. However, if we get a vote-by-mail ballot in and we have all been through signature training courses, we do it every election year. Everybody, Every member of my staff has gone through um, signature training. Um, it's required by the state now. And so if we get a vote-by-mail ballot in that that signature um, cannot be verified, um, we keep signatures on file from the past. Um, we pull that ballot. Um, we pull the signatures we have on file. That ballot goes before the canvassing board, and if a determination can't be made, we will send notification out to that voter. We call it the cure, and we ask that person, we try to get in touch with you, um, 
as quick as we can, even on election day. We will we will run you down. We will try to find you and take an affidavit for you to sign and verify and with your updated signature on there and verify that you did vote that ballot um, before we will count that ballot. Very good. I don't see why anyone would hesitate in voting because you all are spoon-feeding us. You know, there's nothing that you won't do to help us. Exactly. You know, yeah. So it should be something, it should be an honor to have the opportunity to vote. Yes, ma'am. You should never, you should never encounter anybody say, well, I don't vote, I don't vote. They don't give a reason why I don't vote, I don't vote. No one should ever say that because mm-hmm. you provide all type convenience, all type opportunities for a person to vote. All they have to do is, is walk or ride or uh, get a tricycle or whatever and get there. All they have yes, to do because you're providing so much. Now, you were saying something about uh, volunteers. Yes, ma'am. We don't have any volunteers up here. We pay all of our election workers. Um, we love our poll workers. We cannot have an election without poll workers. Um, mm-hmm. So I cannot stress enough to our residents of Columbia County how thankful that I am for their participation and their interest in working with our office for a successful election. So but if you're interested, um, and you know anybody that's interested, uh, we do ask, though, that if you do register to be a poll worker, they are, you are committed to it um, because as elections go on, it, it's hard to replace poll workers that have been trained and if they drop out last minute. So oh, we yeah. do, yes, ma'am, we do encourage people that, that once they um, commit, that they stick with it uh, until the election's over. Well, when is your uh, time for, for poll workers to maybe um, uh, allow you to know that they are interested? Is there a time limit? We encourage everybody to at least get in touch with our office about two months prior to every election. Um, We start training um, about five, six weeks out. So um, I would say no later than eight weeks prior to um, an election um, if you're interested in helping with us. Is there age limit? Uh, 18 years old and older. Okay, because we have a citizen who's 105 years old here in, in Columbia County, so I'm going to tell her what you said. So if she wants to be a poll worker, then I'm going to tell her to go right up there. She can walk from her house because she's very mobile. She can walk from her house and be a, a poll worker if she wants to. 105 years old, that is, a, that is commendable. That yeah. is, isn't it? Yeah, we have, a, we have a voter that comes in to vote every election. This year, I believe she's... 107 years old. She's still coming in. Mm -hmm. 107? Yes, ma'am. Still comes in and votes. Oh, man. Yep. Will you tell her to get in touch with me? I'd like to highlight her. 107. But I don't want to get away from what we are talking about. I don't want to drift away, but that just sparked my interest. But you have been one. Anything else? The microphone is still yours, and you can say anything else as long as you want to or as short as you want to. So this is your... We'd just like to thank everybody for the opportunity to come on and share. I hope I shared some information that will be valuable for you um, with the upcoming elections. 
please feel free to give our office a call if you have any questions whatsoever or visit our website at votecolumbiafl.gov. And um, hopefully we'll see you at the polls. Very good. And another thing, is your position an elected position or is it an appointed position? It is an elected position, yes, ma'am. Okay. I thought they need to know that. It's an elected. Okay, very good. Very good. So with that in mind, one some more. Want some more? <laughs> Excuse me for that language. I need to go back to first grade. You're fine. But, <laughs> oh, I'm okay. That's <laughs> from, <laughs> I understand. You're fine. <laughs> you give me so much knowledge. I forgot my I forgot my English part of it. I'm my my cerebrum is filled with just boning, so I forgot the English part of it. But in closing. If you have anything else you would like to say, Ms. Brown, you've been you have been a mastermind. You have been wonderful. You've given so. us so much knowledge. So anything else you would like to say in closing? Um, okay. I can't think of anything at this time um, other than just keep your eyes open for your sample ballot that will be coming to you within the next two weeks. All right, then. Well, thank you very much, Ms. Brown, for being wonderful. And as I always say, thank you for being you because guess what? No one else qualifies. And I want you to continue to be an outstanding dignitary, which you are. You're an outstanding dignitary, and you you mean so much to all of us in this county and all of us in the whole world. Thank you for, for everything that you do and what you're going to do for us. Thank you, Be Ms. Presley. God okay. bless you. Okay. God bless you, too. <laughs>